This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Fox fans, how are we? Are you well? I hope you are. Are you enjoying the Euros? Gosh. North Macedonia. I tell you what, I am never, ever, ever listening to Brad again. But I thought, I thought we we're going to have a North Macedonia Wales final. <laughs> well, one half of that might still be right, but North Macedonia, hey, went down fighting, didn't they? But uh, welcome along. It's Thursday night and it's the first of our new shows that we've got planned for the summer. Give me five. 
We're live. We are on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If you find us on uh, Facebook, it's Lester Till I Die, the group, um, in the Twitter sphere, at Lester TID. And if you're on YouTube, it is Lester Till I Die TV. And please, if you are on to the old um, YouTube, please give us a subscribe, press that like button for the video, and help us out. It really does make a difference to us. So, what have we got going on tonight? Well, well, this first one, so bear with us, it could all go wrong. And knowing me and Craig, it probably will. One of us has been drinking and it's not Craig, so we'll have a look how we get on. A joke, joke. Um, this is what we've got coming up tonight. Have a look. Give me five from Lester Till I Die TV. Join in as we look at the good, the bad, and even the ugly. Lester City with Chris and Chumps. Well, I'm good and bad. So I don't know what that makes Craig. Let's ask him. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everyone. And uh, yes, it is me. I've just got some. Uh, <laughs> I've just got some. It's like we're going to do two Ronnies now. We've been we've been accused of that before, even more so. We've, we've been accused of a lot worse, really, haven't we? That's, that that's true, but not by Operation uh, Tree. So nobody no. thinks that. Um, <laughs> I tell, I tell you what, did you, did you ever watch Hello, Hello? Uh, occasionally. There's a guy on there and he was the he used to pretend he thought he was really good at disguising himself. Mm. And he used to go, tis I, Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, <laughs> you reminded me of that. Showing my age now. This is, this is because age. tonight, because I've obviously, because it's a new thing, I've got I've got copious notes that I've, uh, that I've had to oh, write wow. up like a, like a true professional. Uh, apparently, contractually, we're obliged to have one of us on the show. So uh, it's my turn. <laughs> you are indeed. Just don't expect that contractually you get a yearly wage rise. No. <laughs> before, before we actually get into the, um, and just to say, oh, good evening to Miss Melina. Um, Hello. Hi, Miss Melina. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming yeah. in and joining us. She should be working. Million. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that leads us very nicely onto just a couple of things before we actually get onto the main part of the show. I mean, I don't know what's funnier, actually, the fact that Spurs are down to the sixth or seventh choice as uh, as manager, or the fact that nobody wants to go and play for Arsenal. Um, Seventy million allegedly we've turned down from Arsenal for James Madison. Would you have turned that down? Um. I'm pausing for dramatic effect. Mm. Um, yes, unless we had someone uh, lined up to replace him, um, mm. I don't think you can. I don't think you can start to not improve your squad. So unless you've got somebody better lined up, then you yeah. don't. You don't uh, give him away. And obviously, with it being Arsenal, it'll probably be in like I don't know thirty instalments over the next fifteen years, and. Uh, <laughs> So you know, it'd be worthless by then. But you know, I'm sure they'll find someone who wants to uh, wants to play for them. I didn't. I didn't realise that um, the guy Conky that owns. Um, I was talking to Melina earlier today. <laughs> like I say, she's supposed to be working. Like, I want her job. If I ever get another job <laughs> now, I want her job. Um, but apparently, Cronkey owns Walmart, which of course used to own Asda. So you right. know. Leicester might, Leicester might get like a year's free shopping at Asda or something to uh, as part of the deal, you know. As long as I they mean, don't, 
try and st uh, throw Xhaka into the deal. Then... Oh, well, you know, I mean, I, I was about to say, you know, could we lose Madison because we have got Perez? But I, I think I can hear I can hear everybody laughing at me as those words were still coming out of my mouth. Again, it depends. You know, does seventy million allow allow you to go and buy two um, top quality players on the up? Maybe mm. it does. Maybe Brendan's got a got a plan. You know, everybody's got a price at the end of the day, and yes, it, it comes down to you know if if we get the best Madison there is, then you turn it down. If we get the Madison that we had, unfortunately for too much of last season, then you would you would take seventy mil. But yeah. I I don't think we're looking to let anyone go this season. I mean, we would be. This is the season when we need to build that squad up, yeah. isn't it? You know, it and is. and add to it. Well, you know, there be, there will be departures. You know, I think we we spoke about that before mm. on another show. So people will be going, but we don't want to let our our big players. That said, you know, cost us twenty selling for seventy. Would it, you know, at least maybe cover you know some of Cortinio's wages. <laughs> possibly possibly i mean if we're still in the boat where we have to lose one i mean that's a, an interesting whole debate on its own we've probably got about five players who may go for a similar figure which one would you choose to lose um yes. as i say that's another debate it is and like you say um the madison that we know on the top of his game is you is a game changer, isn't he? He really is. He is, and I, I would think that he's sitting at home or Marbella or wherever he is watching <laughs> the Euros, thinking I should be there, knowing that almost as soon as these are over, there's a World Cup qualifying uh, campaign that gets underway. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that he's going to want to be part of that, so he's got to bring his A game next season. Yeah, well, that's somebody that might be leaving, but. We've been sort of linked with a few coming in, and yes, we are still here. Hello, <laughs> it's the older, it's the older walking downstairs trick. <laughs> yeah, we both did that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reading that. I'm just reading it, Chris. Hold on. <laughs> what what was that that used to be um, the little guy looking over the wall? <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was as big as that, but and this is sir. Fabrizio Romano, who obviously is um, one of the you know he he seems to know it. He's got his finger on the pulse. He can he seems to get these things right more often yeah. than uh, he gets them wrong. But apparently, we are planning to announce a new signing soon. Also, an official bid made for uh, Pat Sundaka from RB mm. Salzburg. Uh, Leicester completed to completing the deal after opening talks for Edouard. Uh, and Samari deal done and will be made mm. official soon. That's what we want to be hearing, isn't it? It is. I mean, I saw a, a subsequent post that oh, I think was from I'm him <laughs> um, saying that it was more likely that the Dakar one would be done over the Edouard. Uh, now, whether... You know they're prioritising him, uh, and that's their first um, first choice. I don't know, but uh, he looks very exciting. That's for sure. He's got a fantastic record, albeit it is Salzburg, and you never know what you're going to get. I mean, Harlan came from there, but so did Minamino. So um, yeah, I uh, mean, but he, he looks exciting. That's for sure. Yeah, I, 
I mean, with Edward, because a lot of people say, well, he's, he's, he's coming from Scotland and what have you. Yeah. But the thing with Edward and with um, Rogers is obviously Rogers knows him. He's played with yeah. him for a long time. And if Rogers was suddenly going to turn, God help us, into the new Craig Levine and bring every player down from Scotland that you've never heard of, um, he would be playing Benkovic. You know, yes. he was a starter yeah. week in, week out for Celtic. And he's kind of said, no, I don't want, you know, he's not good enough at the moment. So, you know, Edward would be welcome. Both would be nice, let's be honest, because we have got uh, a lot of games coming up. But um, True, true. I think, um, you know, I think you could argue that both of them are a gamble uh, yeah. because they're coming from lesser leagues, although they've, you know, both got decent records. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, but what I would say is, from what I've seen, um, the guy from Salzburg looks like he has got a lot more dynamism about him, and, and that's something that I think we, we you could accuse us of lacking. You know, we, we play a little bit slow, and that, this guy looks like he plays on the front foot, whereas Eduardo, uh, Edward looks a little leggy at times. The only thing that worries me, and I can't remember, I was trying to find it before we came live, but the only thing um, I'm trying, I couldn't, but is that um, the, uh, and I've forgotten his name already, the, the guy that we're backer, backer, yeah. he might have a bit of an attitude problem. Right. Okay. Well, um, I, yeah. I would imagine that we've done our due diligence uh, on that. It seems to be these days that we speak to a lot of people and, and get some. Uh, proper feedback about their personality because that that's as important you can't have any disruptive influences in, in a dressing room when you're trying to build something so uh i would hope um that if he does come in and they've they've sorted all that out and uh and he's a good sort as they say yeah that actually leads us quite nicely onto the um subject of tonight's topic mm. Um, you, you know, you think Good we throw this show together, don't you? <laughs> we don't. Um, it's all very, very, very minutely put together. And basically, what I gave Craig here to do is I gave him a list of 22, well, I gave him a list of 21 players, and he very bravely <laughs> added a 21st, uh, 22nd on yesterday. So we've got 22 players that. And they're not by any chance. Everybody will have their own opinions, but the 22 players that the fans, let's put it politely, didn't take to. Is that is that a polite way of putting it? I'd hate's a big word. Yeah, I, I mean, looking at some of these, I think you did very well dragging this list out because it's one of these guys that I'd actually forgotten all about. And I'm, still, I'm, still <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah, he's not that old. I, I'm. I'm quite surprised that I couldn't remember him at all. But uh, um, no, I think, I think, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I think some came with reputations uh, and they disappointed from that perspective. Others uh, just didn't, didn't do it for us, you know, for whatever reason, or they, they sort of wound the fans up, you know, they, mm. they did something wrong and, and never had the opportunity to put it right. Um, so it's not, it's not a hate thing. It's as much, um, unpopular or disappointing, I would say. Yes, I think that is very, very politely put. So, um, basically, if we've got any X Factor fans in tonight, and I know Craig, I mean, you, you must be an X Factor fan because you're a Eurovision fan. And what happened in Eurovision? 
Yeah, I do. I do like a bit of Eurovision, you know. Yeah. Um, and we did great, as always. Um, what I would say <laughs> about X Factor, I, I would put me down as an X X Factor uh, fan. Uh, I used to like it, and then it just got really, really silly, didn't it? Um, so um, no, I've not watched it for a few years now. But no, uh, no. And you, you and me both. I think to be honest, I used to watch it on Saturday night with the kids, and then it just got. Yeah, you just get on and on and on and on and on mm. a bit. So, um, but for those of you that are still watching it, they have a part of this thing called Six Chair Challenge. When basically, when you got decided whether you got the groups or the males or the females or the over 70s, whichever group you've, you've got, is that you have to take them down to the six that you're going to take through to the judges' houses. Well, don't worry, because these guys aren't going to come to your house, Craig. So don't oh, worry right. about that. Although you have, you are the judge that has got the house with the uh, with the swimming pool <laughs> and the palm trees and what have you. Um, don't try and deny it. Don't try and deny it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to work our way through these and see at the end of the day who you think, and you know, it's your decision here, um, who you think is. I would say hated stroke, unpopular stroke, disappointing player in our history. So, like I say, hopefully this is all going to work very well. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we are going to go up. Let me just see. It's not working very well. <laughs> we will be um, straight back and we'll do it straight after this. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Okay, so let's just randomly... Well, let's start with somebody here who is, uh, for the older ones of us amongst uh, amongst the viewers here, Alan Clark. Alan Clark, yes. Okay. There's a um, blast from the past. Yeah, I didn't... Uh, I never saw Alan Clark uh, play um, for Leicester anyway. I, I was aware of him when um, uh, he went to Leeds. And I think the first time I became aware of him was when he scored the winner in the FA Cup final. I think Leeds... Leeds beat Arsenal in that game, if I remember rightly, with a with a diving header, one nil. Yeah. And what I also remember, it was uh, Mick Jones dislocating his arm and going up the uh, the steps to get the cup with his arm in a sling. Um, but Alan Clark, you know, I was just looking at doing doing uh, my copious amounts of research, uh, obviously. <laughs> that. Uh, do apologise to your wife. You know, she probably uh, doesn't see you anymore. Yeah, that's not something that she requires an apology for, to be honest. Um, <laughs> well, I did wonder. She's delighted. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we actually broke the British transfer record mm. to buy Alan Clark, which uh, which was surprising that we would ever break the transfer yes. record. Um, Hundred and fifty thousand in nineteen sixty eight, uh, we paid wow. for him, um, and then. He didn't really do a lot. I say, I mean, that, that's unfair because of all the players that we've got on this list in terms of the strikers, I've gone through and looked at their goals per game ratio and his is the best out of all anyone on this list, to be honest. So yeah. a goal every 2.8 games. Um, but then he didn't stay uh, that long with us uh, and went off to, to Leeds with... Um, uh, Don Revy bought him for his Leeds side that he was building yeah. at that point, and again broke the British transfer record uh, to buy him yeah. for 165,000. Um, so 
you know, I don't know too much about him. I think if anybody was disappointed in him, it's probably because he only stayed um, for a season and then disappeared mm. off to Leeds and, and followed Don Revy. But uh, as it stands at the minute, he takes a seat. Yes. And and I think, I have to be honest with you, I I actually got a bit of help when I, when I did put these together. Um from a gentleman who who never wants to uh to be recognized um so i can't i won't give his name but he did come out he did actually come out with a few of these and i, I didn't realize it was bad but you know who, who am i to question the, the people that know these things rob rob has just said there um in in the chat so let, let's come on to um roger davis Roger Davis, yeah, that's uh, that's not an instruction for uh, for any of you who, <laughs> who maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Roger Davis, another another sort of strange one. He was slightly before my time in terms of going down and watching them, but I was yeah. aware of how our team was falling apart uh, around that time. Um, but he had a. I mean, he had a fantastic record, and he was one of the early uh, players who went abroad. Uh, he had, yeah, didn't, uh, we buy, didn't we buy him from Bruges? We, we bought him from Bruges. I mean, he was at Derby before that, had a good record at Derby. Mm. Then he went to Bruges, scored 21 goals in 33 games at Bruges. Oh, yeah. So you can understand why he would have been in demand. Um, yeah. We bought him. Uh, unfortunately, he scored six in 26 for us. But what I like about Roger Davis and... and uh, he will obviously go and take a seat. I, maybe he'll stay there till the end. Maybe he won't. But mm. what I did like about Roger Davis is he loved the game so much that he carried on playing and he actually played for Stapen Hill in um, in the Leicestershire Senior Leagues until wow. he was getting on for a few years just because he loved playing. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll tip my hat to him for, for doing that. You know, there won't yeah. be, I can't imagine there's many... <laughs> Professional players now who will be going down the leagues and playing no. for a little bit. So, they, um, they would, in fairness, they wouldn't need to. Let's be honest. But uh, no. we, we, exactly. he, if I remember, and you, you know, you've done your homework here. I'm going off off memory a little bit, but he was a McClintock signing, was he not? Yes, yes, he was. Um, which again says a lot. Um, yes, uh, unfortunately. It, you know, that era, as I say, that was probably the era that I was starting to take more interest in it, but it was more reading um, the Mercury yeah. when the Mercury actually sent someone to a game and reporting <laughs> on what was happening. When, and, when, uh, when the Mercury wasn't purely clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, don't get me started. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, all I remember is reading on most uh, most reports, you know, Roger Davis missed a sitter, you know, and mm. uh, apparently that seemed to be quite uh, quite an issue. But I mean, it was interesting looking through these players and looking down this list, how a lot of these players, you know, were successes either before us, were successes after us, and how some players just don't seem to fit. You know, yes. they get caught up in in a bad team or a bad experience because of a manager. Mm -hmm. None of these are probably bad players, although looking at the list, there's probably one or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. I but, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> that was the idea. <laughs> yeah. But most of the, you know, most of them, it's just not worked for one reason or another. You could put Messi into a team that uh, McClintock or 
Levine did it, and you know, he and he'd struggled to turn it around on his own. So some of them were a little bit unfortunate by the timing of them joining the club. But uh, as I say, fair play to Roger Davis for uh, for just loving the game so much. And um, yeah, so there he goes into Roger, Mister Roger, Mister Sitter Davis. There, Indeed. actually, again, just while we're talking of Roger Davis, because he was like you say, or like we, we thought then, a uh, Frank McClintock signed him. And another one of our new shows is Leicester Wars, and I could I could only call it that after Robot Wars. And I'm not saying you're 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 robot at all, there, But uh, basically, it's going to be a debate. It's it's going to be a debate, and um, um, we've got a, we've got one coming up next week, I, I do believe, um, as to whether Rogers winning the FA Cup or Claudio winning the league was the better achievement. And then we're also going to be doing one. Frank McClintock or Peter Taylor? Who was the worst manager? <laughs> that is going to be... I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to that because, like I say, McClintock ruined the dream that we had under Bloomfield. But, hey, mm. let's not um, let's not uh, preempt any any decisions there. So no. at, uh, but because of, your, because of your love for his lower league exploits, I've put him in there at, at number two. Yeah. Rob, you've been a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, tongue in cheek, I think there, the Steve Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> <I do. laughs> hey mate, I'll send him round. I'll send him yeah. round. But uh, right. So who are we going to go third? Close my eyes and pick one. So who've we got there? Elvis Hammond. Elvis Hammond. <laughs> Elvis, Elvis is in the building, folks. <laughs> yeah, Elvis has left his career. Um, yeah. Cheers, Philip, by the way. <laughs> um, so Elvis, again, uh, 2005 to 2008. So he was here a while. He was um, here that but, long? Bloody hell. Yeah, and, you know, he's one of those that just hang around for a long time. He's, he was the sort of Damari <laughs> Gray of his day. Can't get um, rid of it as much as you try. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I've got no, you know, this is this is Craig Levine who bought him. Yeah. So you know, I know you're a big my, fan. My favourite manager. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I looked at his record and I'm thinking, I have no idea why you bought him. That like, literally, you know, <laughs> as I say, Roger Davis had a fantastic record <laughs> over in Bruges. Elvis Hammond, we bought him at the age of 25. In his five-year professional career up to that time, he'd scored two goals. <laughs> two. We did buy him as a striker, didn't we? Yeah, he was sort of a wide wide striker. Yeah, two yeah. goals in five years. And that was on loan in Holland. <laughs> and to be fair, though, I mean, he, he went on to play 64 times and scored eight, eight goals in 64 <laughs> I, I, as I say, I've just put a note down here, strange one, because there's <laughs> nothing nothing in his record to know why we bought him at all. Elvis Hammond, everyone. How, and how many goals did he get for us? Uh, he got, hold on, eight. Eight oh, in 64. Eight. eight in 64. Eight in 64. Borderline prolific. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> just, hey, honestly, that 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 was a dire period for us, wasn't it? It really was. Are, are we? Well, where are we putting? I presume he's going to go above Roger Davis. Um, I think I think he's got to go. I think he's got to go straight to number one for now. Straight to number one. In in with a bang. 
That that was my Elvis impersonation, by the that way. Is, is, <laughs> it was very good. Someone called Thank someone. Yeah. <laughs> you see, again, straight at number one, Elvis Presley. We, we, yeah. We're working well tonight, aren't we? <laughs> right, okay. So let's come up to date for some of the younger ones amongst us. And yeah. um, Mr. Mr. Slimani. Mr. I'm going to give it over 100% every single game. I, you know, I may, I may... I may be in a small majority here, but I really liked Slimani. I I thought he had a, a rough time hang here. Um, hang on, I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to mute you. <laughs> I'll unmute you. Unmuted now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I, I I mean I I think someone like Slimani. Hmm. Uh, and there's another player in this list who I think people will expect to be highly placed, um, who you buy because he does something really well, and then you don't bother to play to those strengths. And I think yeah. Slomani was in that bracket, to be honest. He was fantastic. When you put the ball in the box and asked him to go and attack it, he would attack it, and he'd take anything out. So you've got yeah. to play to his strengths. We've got Mark Albrighton at the time. Fantastic crosser of the ball. But for me, Slimani never really got a run of games to... And and we didn't want to play. He he came at the almost at the wrong time that we were starting to change the way we play and we wanted to be more of a possession team rather than get the ball wide. In the... uh, Under Ranieri, I reckon he would have done as well as as Joa, if not better, and he'd have have banged a number of goals in and been a fantastic support striker. But at the time that we brought him in, we weren't playing that style of football. And I, I know he got he got angry on the pitch, you know, a few times. But mm. for me, that's because he was demanding more from the players around him. He'd been at some quite prestigious clubs, you know, who playing at the highest level. And I think he was disappointed very often with the players around him. So I really liked him. I mean... Um, no, his, his I, 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 I mean, I've got to be totally honest with you. And I think, you, you know, you look at... It's worse for strikers because you look at it like we just did with Elvis then and saying, like, you know, return him to sender. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I should have saved Elvis, shouldn't I? All my jokes are going out the window now. But you expect them to score. That's kind of how you judge yeah. them, you know. Yeah. And um, we know that with, with, that, with the Nacho recently. But um, and I'm just laughing at Brad's comment. I'll bring it up in a minute. Yeah. But... Yeah, like you say, you know, he was there with the header, you know. I, we didn't have anybody particularly who was, you know, Vardy could use his head, but, you know, he wasn't that good. And he was very much like Musa, who we bought around the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he was played on the out, out on the wing as a winger, mm. and he wasn't, he, he was the striker. So if you don't play mm. to the strengths, yeah. then, you know, um, they're not going to do well. And unfortunately, we, we make that judgment based on that. Brad yeah. there saying he was told to be the big lump up top. Um, I don't know about your big lumps, Brad, but, you know, we'll keep that to yourself. But have the confidence knocked out of him. And um, still rather have him than Perez up front. <laughs> well, you know, even last season when he was still around, you know, and, and Brendan sort of brought him back into the fold for a game and, and he, he came off the bench in one game. And I thought, oh, here we yeah. go. He's, he's actually going to get a go. 
yeah. but he didn't. He never even made the bench again. Uh, you know, it's like asking Elton John to go on stage and giving him a guitar. You're yeah. not going to get the best out of him, are you? So, you know, I I, I like Slimani. You know, I, I I think he could have been good for us if we'd have used him well. But uh, unfortunately, we we didn't. And I know some players, some fans didn't take to him at all. Yeah, so we're going to put him in there at number five. Are yeah. we just just sneaking in? Like yeah. you say, I mean, that was a very good analogy, to be honest with you, with yeah. um, with, with Elton John, and uh, uh, it, it's it's a shame, but like you say, that's what you know. Fans turn on players for the for the you know simplest things, don't they? Yeah, really, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, Right. Okay, let's have a look at this guy who I'd forgotten. Now, here was one that I'd forgotten, and I hadn't got on my list when mm -hmm. my friend reminded me about him. I didn't have – I thought he was all right, to be honest with you. I, I, Although I was obviously a lot younger at the time and maybe didn't understand football the way I do now. But <laughs> I always quite liked um, Ben Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a problem with Ben Marshall. Again, he was uh... – Probably underutilized. I mean, we—it's interesting, we, particularly with the shows that you do, Chris, when you have the ex-pros on and and mm. you get their angle and you understand how it can be difficult if you're in one week, you're out the next. You know, you don't get that run of games, you don't get the confidence, you don't get to understand how the other players play around you, what you expect of them, what they expect from you. So it's really difficult. Um, yeah, you know, I was talking earlier today about uh, Burkham when he went to Arsenal. I don't think he scored for twenty games because it was new to him. Unless mm. they persevered, you wouldn't have had the brilliance that Burkham became. I'm not saying Ben Marshall would have been at that level, but <laughs> he, he offered. You know, he did have some talents. He could whip a fantastic mm. ball in. He was great. I think I remember him scoring against Chelsea in a cup tie where he hit one from sort of twenty five yards into the top corner. But he was just in and out of the side. I mean, looking at the stats here, yeah, that was his first competitive goal. Uh, was in a five-two FA Cup quarter-final defeat, and um, and he scored his first league goal uh, shortly after it. But he chipped in, you know, he chipped in with a few goals um, yeah. in that team. But again, whether he didn't have the right players around him, but. It just didn't work out for him for one time and uh, for, for one reason or another. And I think sometimes when you're looking to freshen things up and balance the books, then, you know, somebody comes in with an offer. And I think Blackburn came in for him and the offer was clearly deemed to be good enough. And, mm. uh, and off he went. But probably one of those players who didn't live up to his potential um, yeah. for us. And that's probably why he's, he's down here as a bit of a disappointment. I think um, you can. I, I always like to judge players by, in fairness, what they can do after they leave the club. And you know, I think yeah. if a player is that bad, they'll, they'll go on and do nothing. But you know, he, he hung around for quite. He was at Blackburn, I believe, quite a while, and uh, had, yeah. had quite a long career there. Yeah, he's still playing. I mean, he's only thirty, mm. um, so he's still yeah. around. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think he had a period at Wolves. Uh, I'm not sure where he was last season, but I'm sure. I'd, I'm sure I read that he was moving around still in the sort of right. uh, Championship or League One. So yeah. he's had a decent career. So um, yeah. it just didn't work so, out for us again. Are we slipping him into the fourth hole there? Yes. Yeah, let's pop him in there. Let's pop him in there. Now, normally at this point, because we've got our chairs all full there, normally at this point I would uh, play a jingle. But because we're in the middle of the Euros 
And because Brad, their full-time focus, Brad, our, our, our uh, one of our other presenters, is with us, he, kn he knows what's going, <laughs> what's going to come now. And I've got to say, Brad, I'm never really. I said this earlier. I'm never trusting you with a with a with a tip again. I'm really North Macedonia really... are going to win it. Get your bets on. You heard it here first. First, North Macedonia are going to wipe the floor of the tournament. Shock of the decade. Shock of the century. You name it. You thought five thousand to one was good odds. Well, listen to it. Get your bets in North Macedonia to not just get out of the group, but they're going to win it. North Macedonia, come on. What are you? Some kind of doomsday machine boy? <laughs> Brad, <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you didn't put a bet on them. I really do. I think it's I'll tell, tell you what, Chris, that, that looked like he'd been held hostage and told to say that. <laughs> it did a bit, didn't it? It wasn't yeah. the, the clearest of streams he's ever done for us, but... Uh, oh. Some some might some might say drunk, but you know, possibly far far be it from us to to cast such aspersions on on Brad's reputation. Mm. <laughs> right now, then here's where it really gets interesting because to put somebody and you don't have to put them into your top five, of course. You know, right. let's just say that that it can be. Um, uh, you know you, you 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 know you can sort of leave them out of there, but yeah, yeah. if you do want to drop somebody in, then this is where they are going to have to go. Now I'm just do that because otherwise I can't get rid of them. Let's go for Mister Bad by himself, and <laughs> I I I actually saw this guy at Burnley because we he left us and went to Burnley, and I lived in Burnley at the time, and I went to a Burnley Leicester game. And he was actually walking out of the players' bit, and I went, "Eighty!" And as he turned around, I lifted my top up, and of course, underneath, I had a Leicester top. And the guy stopped and talked. And as always, he was, he was a lovely guy. But <laughs> and, and let's be honest with you, he, he had a bit of a six pack, didn't he? He did. He did. Yes, yes. he modelled himself on me. <laughs> I wondered where I'd seen it before. No, sorry, he modelled his finishing on on me. Ah, that's what yeah. it was. Uh, okay, yeah. that I can believe. <laughs> so, Akin by uh, it's this is a this is a difficult one for me because um, I'm, I'm he will be taking one of the seats, but I've defended Akin by on many an occasion, and I and and. Again, it for me this is a a Slimani type scenario as well. I mean, Akinbayi uh, came from a, was Gillingham at first, twenty nine goals in sixty seven games, uh, then twenty one goals for Bristol City. Uh, went to Wolves again, finished as the top scorer, sixteen goals that season, and then came to us for five point five million which was a record at the time. So he came yeah. with a big reputation as a goal scorer. Um, unfortunately, he came into a Peter Taylor team. Now, <laughs> if you've got, you know, people can can uh, hear me out on this and see what you think. So you've got a striker, and almost like an old-fashioned centre-forward striker, who thrives on balls being whipped in, and uh, and getting on the end of them, head very powerful, good in the air. Hmm. 
And every goal he scored, and I remember checking this out, every goal he scored for Leicester was inside the penalty uh, 12-yard zone. It was nearly all in the six-yard box. He was that kind of goal scorer. So, Peter Taylor, how do you get the best out of him? I'll tell you what you do. You sell Steve Guppy, the provider of all the crosses, and you tell Akinbae to now start to play with his back to his to the goal and play as a link-up man, lay the ball off and then get yourself in the box. Absolutely ridiculous behaviour for me, for Peter Taylor. Um you know, he's looked on as a bad buy, I think, because of that. But his goal record, so 58 games, 11 goals. That works out to 5.3, a goal every 5.3 games. James Scowcroft, who nobody would ever say a bad word about, really. You know, he was a journeyman, yeah. but a centre-forward. His uh, record was a goal every five and a half games. So it was worse than Akinbae. But he's never looked on in those... Uh, terms because he wasn't the record signing, and that's something that was yeah, nothing yeah. to do with Akinbae. He was bought yeah. for a fee, and then the um, the great Peter Taylor decided to turn him into something that he wasn't. So you can understand why t uh, fans turned against him. He did have one particularly bad game, apparently against uh, Liverpool, where uh, he missed quite a few easy chances. Um, so and fans, you know, fans. If you're brought in for a lot of money to score goals, if you don't score goals, fans are going to turn against you. And uh, clearly that's what happened. And, you know, I'm sure that at the time I was one of those as well. Um, not not screaming for his head, but, but no. you know, being really disappointed. Uh, but when you look at it, you step back and you look at mm. how he was being asked to play. And yeah. as I say, that we all know that Guppy that season, well, I think was second only in stats the season before to David Beckham in terms of the number yeah. of chances created. Uh, and Peter Taylor sold him, you know, your number one creator. So um, I thought he got a, a rough time, um, and but I know he would be right up there for a lot of uh, lot of people. I think as well, he was replacing Emil Heskey. And, yeah. you know, when you're replacing, you know, one of our own, if you like, mm. that, that Emil was... Um, and and the success that Emil was, let's be honest with yeah, you, yeah. you know, uh, uh, it, it was almost like a perfect storm. You know, like you're coming in to replace, you know, a club legend. You're coming in to, to replace in our highest scorer. You're coming in to replace somebody that was brought up and went to school in Leicester. And yeah. you've, you've, you've we paid, you know, five times more for you than, than most of our other players that we know, like the most expensive player ever. And the poor guy... Did have the weight of, of show, you know, the the world on his shoulders. Yeah. You know, Brad's Brad's agreeing with you there. Um, you know, Craig Craig Peter Taylor, sorry, Craig Taylor, his brother Craig Taylor, um, Peter Taylor ruined Akinbay. Hindsight is a very good thing. Um, plus, also, you know, when you look at his, his sort of history, um, you know, he actually went from us to Palace. Uh, he didn't really sort of stay in a lot of places very long, but no. he seemed to do better at that level. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe the Premiership was a step too far for him. But possibly, but again, you know, you know that, that again, that was the Peter Taylor way. He, mm. you, know, you get managers who think more of themselves than they actually can. And they think they can bring players in and turn them into diamonds, you know, uh, but not do the, dual, the, 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 the process, shall we say. So 
even nowadays, you know, Rogers will bring someone in, but the plan yeah. is that they'll develop over two, three seasons or whatever. Yeah. Back in those days, people think uh, used to think they could just bring someone in and they would take to the Premier League yeah. like a duck to water, you know, because they're the great manager and they can do it. But if you're selling Heskey, you're selling Guppy, he also sidelined Steve Walsh. I think Akinbae was on to, uh, you know, he was, was never going to win uh, people over with that. And it, it was unfortunate for me. But, you know, he didn't help. I'm not saying he was an angel and it wasn't all down to him because no, if, no. if you miss chances, you miss chances. Yeah. But I think it was almost like a perfect storm uh, that went against him. And I think as well, when you look at, um, I'm old enough to remember sort of the Man United pre Alex Ferguson years when it was all Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. Man United would go out and buy a player simply because he was a star and he was doing yeah. well, but didn't need him for that particular position and try and play them in different positions. Yeah. You know, when we've seen um, uh, Roy Hodgson play, you know, Vardy out on the left wing, you know, yeah. and let's not forget the great Johan Cruyff, who was manager at Barcelona, is. Um, uh, you know, he played Gary Lineker on the right wing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you know as, as, as one of our, our great best ever managers, Ollie said, square pegs for square holes. And then he went and put them all into uh, triangular yeah. ones. But um, So where, where are we going to put him? Um, well, we have to we have to put him in here for now. So, uh, who's who's at the top at the moment? Elvis, isn't he? Elvis, yes. Yeah. Um, so, let's put him in. Let's uh, let's get rid of Alan Clark because Alan Clark probably doesn't deserve to be there. So, well, uh, no. What, what, what we will do is Slamani yeah. will go. Yeah, nudge everyone now. Yeah. Although, yeah. no, actually, or oh, should we do that where he just replaces Alan Clark? Yeah, that way that you don't have to uh, move everyone every time then. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's very decent of you. Now, hero or villain, Mr. Mister Speedy? <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you say about Speedy? Um, obviously, we all hated Speedy. At, uh, at yes. Anyone who was at Wembley or who was watching, um, oh, yes. then, you know, that dive... You know, we've we've. I tell you what, we vilify David Speedy for doing what virtually every striker does these days. Yeah, feeling some contact and going down um, in a playoff final at Wembley. When it's against you, you hate it. When it's for you, you still probably hate it, but you'll accept it and you'll take the penalty and and move on. Uh, I remember you did a show not that long ago with um, with Steve Walsh, and uh, I think the question was asked as. How did he feel when we bought Speedy? Uh, and it was great to hear Steve Walsh say that he sorted it out within the first day. I think he uh, <laughs> yeah. he found him in the he found him in the treatment room and told him exactly what he thought of him. But uh, from then on, they were they were good buddies. I mean, he was on. I think he was on loan at West Ham when we bought him. He didn't get to, he didn't get offered the contract. So um, Brian Little signed him uh, for us. 12 goals in 37 games, uh, a goal every three games. Uh, second only to, to Alan Clark on all the strikers that we've got. Yeah. The uh, rumour that, the rumor that I, 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 and again, I don't know whether this is true, is that because Blackburn, he got obviously, you know, helped Blackburn get promoted, 
They yeah. didn't play him at all in the Premier League, and like you say, loaned him out. So yeah. that when we signed him, it was in his contract that if he helped get us promoted, that we wouldn't sell him. <laughs> right. Well, I, again, how true that is, I don't know. No, you never know. You never know. Strange things goes on. I've, you know, mm. I finished reading Barry Pierpoint's book um, the other week, and uh, some of the things that were going on in there, you wouldn't believe. So, yeah, yeah it didn't surprise me to be honest. But, yeah. I mean, when he. I think you, what you couldn't uh, argue against uh, with Speedy was that when he played for us, he gave everything he had. And he was the same player, whether he was playing for you or against you. Uh, he'd give his all. And um, and he's, you know, he's uh, he, he gave it all for us. He didn't play that many games. I say 37 games. Um, he missed the final against Derby because he was suspended. Um, and then later that year, he retired... Um, Due to injury, so he never he never got to play in the Premier League fours, which was sad. Um, mm. But again, one of those players that you'd love to hate, you know, like some other players who are on this list. You know, you hate them when they're not in your team, but when they're in your team, that you you know you love them. So, yeah. and I would put I would put Speedy into that category. So, um, no, he, so he, he he won't make the list for me. He won't. Whoa, the first first bit of controversy. But yes, you're quite right. You know, how many players do we not like when they do something for another club? But when they were doing it for us before we sold them, it was, yeah. oh, yeah, games, gamesmanship. But, uh, ah, so um, we have uh, a Mr. Speedy not going on the list. Okay. Mm. Talking about somebody else we loved to hate. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have a look at Mr. Savage. Now, I kind of like Robbie because yeah. and I know everybody's sort of quite anti him because, oh, you know, he used to play, you know, everybody seems to, Leicester fans, I don't know if it's the same for other fans, but they seem to think that, you know, these pundits that used to play for us, because they are now pundits, pundits that they should say well the sun shines out of Leicester's arse they're not as pundits their job is to, to get a reaction and to put their thoughts over now I've actually heard him working for BT when he when he was covering the Europa League uh, and he was covering Leicester and yet yeah, that's how he was he was really very very supportive of Leicester he was very supportive of Leicester against Chris Sutton when you know the famous uh, yeah. Celtics B team is bigger than Leicester how did that work out Chris but um but people do seem to love to hate him yeah it's a tricky one isn't it I mean I, again I've always liked him yes yeah, some of his antics uh maybe not but I've and and I think more so I think when he went to Birmingham, I think he said a few things when he was at Birmingham, and that's mm. probably um, where a lot of the the anti Robbie stuff came from. But again, I remember him scoring a goal. I think it was against Villa um, down here, and uh, throwing himself into the crowd. You know, the, you know, just just being part of the crowd. He threw himself. He, got, he obviously got the uh, obligatory booking, but there was a yeah. couple of things that. You know, I, I'll always love Robbie for um, Poogate. Do you remember Poogate? I'm sure there's a yes, few yes. I'm sure there's a few players, uh, a few fans who remember Poogate. So, um, yeah, he used the referee's toilet before a game. Um, and apparently you're not supposed to do that. He, he claimed he had an upset stomach due to antibiotics he was on at the time. 
uh, and he couldn't wait, so he just dived into the referee's um, uh, toilet. You know, obviously referees, you know, if you think they're looked after now, then back then, geez, he actually yeah. got he got a £10,000 fine for using the referee's toilet. Spending a penny um, and he got ten, it cost him 10000 Hey, <laughs> Very good, Chris. Uh, he appealed against it and it, it got thrown out. Um, we find him too. Or the the, uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the fine. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, you know, we find him as well, but I think we, we had to, um, I think. But he also... <laughs> There's a big uh, thing because he went on to and signed for Derby, didn't he? So yes, um, yes, apparently. So in 2001, in the final minute of a game between us and Derby, he dived uh, in the box for a penalty. Uh, we got the penalty. Uh, we scored the penalty and won three two. But apparently, it was a blatant dive. But um, Robbie decided to fist pump in front of all the Derby fans. Uh, and so incensed the fans and the players um, that two of them chased him across the pitch and got yellow cards for it. Um, <laughs> as somebody just put up there, a total wind-up merchant. Yes, um, yeah. But when he was doing it for you, you know, you loved it if yes. he wound up the opposition. And uh, and he's he's always been like that, hasn't he? You know, yes. um, yeah. you know wherever he, he's gone, um, he did it. I mean, he wound up uh, Dion Dublin, didn't he? And Dion Dublin headbutted mm. him. I remember when he was at Villa uh, <laughs> he, and got sent off. He's also, and there's a video out there on YouTube when he um, he did wind up, um, uh, but the Birch a lot, and the Birch yeah. got his own back, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, and Brad said Tranmere in the final. I think it was actually Spurs in the final when he got the Spurs player sent off. Um, he did uh, the late uh, Justin Edinburgh. Uh, yes. Sadly, yes. He died a couple of years ago. Bomb, yeah, he, he, um, uh, yeah, he exaggerated a little bit of contact, I think, and got yeah. him sent off. It, that so didn't work out for us, did it? So, um, no, no. Is he going into the top five? Um, you know what? I'm going to put him in only because I want to uh, get Slimani out. I had a feeling it was going to be Slimani. Yeah. Slimani out. Right. Um, Tommy English. Tommy English. I feel a bit of uh, Adi Akinbayi story coming on here. Um, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I no, I, I know what you mean. There, there are similarities mm. in terms of he was bought to replace. Uh, well, he wasn't bought; he was swapped with Jim Melrose. Yeah, yeah. I think it's correct. Um, yeah. At Cov by Gordon Milne. Yeah. Now, Gordon Milne, Gordon Milne had worked with him at Coventry, uh, and obviously then came over to to Leicester, and obviously thought a lot of Tommy English, and um, but Jim Melrose was a. Uh, you know, was a bit of a folk hero. He had a decent yes. scoring record. Yeah. He was obviously part of that uh, famous Shrewsbury game where I think he came off the bench and scored uh, in the cup when we won 5-2. Um, so, again, when you're getting rid of someone who the fans really like and you're coming in to replace him, you've got to hit the ground running. Um, mm. And, unfortunately, the only time he hit the ground was when he just fell over, which he seemed to do <laughs> a hell of a lot. Um, and, and this was a play that I did remember seeing in fact, I mean, his record, 44 games, three goals. Now, I remember seeing two of them. 
they were in the same game, if I remember <laughs> rightly. I'm someone who's, who's a real stato, can probably put me right. Uh, I went to, uh, it was a League Cup game. I think it was the second leg away at Stamford Bridge before Stamford Bridge had been redeveloped. So mm. it, was, it was the old shed end and God knows what. Horrible place to go to, particularly in midweek. And um, I think we lost the home leg. Tommy English scored two goals that uh, that night and took us through to a penalty shootout. I remember Joey Jones for Chelsea winding the Chelsea fans oh. up to get them going and we, and we lost on penalties. But, uh, but yeah, I saw two of Tommy English's three goals, but... So he basically scored in two games there out of 44. Yeah, everything else I remember about him was that he was just a player who lacked no confidence, uh, had no physical presence uh, and had no finishing ability. But apart from that, top quality signing. <laughs> He's got to be in your top five, hasn't he? Um, well, you you would think that, wouldn't you? Yes. Uh, and he is. What? Oh, he, he is. is. <laughs> he is. So why don't we, against all of these other players, why don't we put him straight in at number one? So he, Elvis is coming out, or is Elvis moving down? Yeah, move Elvis. Move Elvis to uh, to Robbie's spot for now. Move Elvis to Robbie's spot. Yeah. This is this is all I, I this is all getting very very complicated. It's like one of your spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know I couldn't nudge everyone down, but I I didn't want to. I didn't. No, no. That, that, oh no, no. This is this is your these are your decisions. Yeah. I I, I think I need a break. We'll be straight back after this. Give me five from Leicester till I die. TV. Join in as we look at the good, the bad, and even the ugly. Leicester City with Chris and Chumps. Right, I think we need to start uh, rushing through these yes. now. So, let's, uh, let's we've got Mr. DJ Campbell. DJ Campbell. So, 41 games, five five goals. Um, mm. <laughs> I don't think um, Ollie in Holloway um, commented when we bought him and said um, that if... Uh, he was playing in Birmingham City's reserves. He said, "If uh, if DJ Campbell goes for two million and he's only playing in Birmingham City reserves and Brentford's first team, it's absolute madness." Obviously, he then became his manager. Uh, he didn't do a lot for us, did he, DJ Campbell? No. Um, no. But um, so uh, let's 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 put him in there, though. Let's move. Let's move. Who have we got at fifth there? I can't see him. That's Elvis, isn't fifth it? Fifth is so, Elvis. Yeah, let's get, rid of, uh, let's get rid of Ben Marshall and drop yeah. uh, and drop DJ in there. Okay. Goodbye, He's, Ben. This, this five is, is starting to take a bit of shape now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I can't even see who that is. Ben Spearing, I think, with a perm. Is it? I, it I, I have to be totally I'm honest. Guessing, I'm guessing that's Tony Spearing. Uh, I um, think it is. I think it is. And because I've got to be honest with you, again, that was another one that was um, advised to me. And I'm like, and I just went for it. Cause I, I, you, you, you inform me about him. Inform me about there's him, not, You know what? There's not a lot to, to say about Tony Spearing. He was, I think we mm. bought him from Norwich. He was, uh, he was a journeyman, sort of solid left back. Um, I can't remember him doing anything to really get the ire of the fans. And what I would mm. say is that he was a member of uh, 
the Leicester City Masters side that beat Chelsea in the 2005 final of Sky TV's Masters Indoor League. Do you remember when, for a short period of time, Sky thought it would be a great yes. idea to have an indoor yes. tournament with ex-players? I think Ali Mocklin played one year. Yes. Tony Spearing yes. was in our team, so he clearly didn't upset anybody that much. Um, so... Good on I you think for doing Birch that. played in it, didn't he? I'm sure the Birch was on I'm, one. I'm not sure the Birch, but I, I, ref, I definitely remember, um, well, DJ Campbell, that is exactly what he is. He was offside. He's probably still offside now somewhere, wherever he is, to be honest. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm just going back to that, the, the early days of Sky Sports and some of the things they uh, they came up with. Yeah. It but, wasn't um, quite as bad as the Daily Mirror, the Bunny Television and the Topless Dark, no, so, was it? No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. They were the early days, weren't they? And, yes. Uh, early yeah. days of now, satellite. Yeah. Now we have to uh, put up with stuff like naked attraction. It's terrible. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, I can't sleep at night, and it is often on at like two and three in the morning, and it's like, seriously? You know, but uh, what, what you are you doing on there, Craig, is what I said last night. <laughs> you don't stand at your window and slowly reveal yourself to the neighbours, do you? <laughs> You've got a blind. You know, one yeah. of those, the roller blind that goes off. <laughs> hey, all my secrets are coming out now, aren't they? You know, from what you're saying, he doesn't deserve, I don't think, to be no. in the top five, does he? No, no. he's a trophy winner. Mm. No. <laughs> well, what can you say? What can yeah. you say? Now, this guy, I had forgotten all about him until I was doing the, the graphics for this. And I literally went, yes, a bit of a hero down this part of the woods. Um, played for Bournemouth for quite a while. Mr. Kermagrant. Kermagrant. Yeah, he had his own song, didn't he, Kermagrant? Yes. Um now any any um recent <laughs> Leicester fan just admitting <laughs> that uh, he stood at the window. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is you can't say anything with Brad because his beard's that long, he covers everything up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, let's not talk about how hairy Brad is, shall we? No, no. Um so Kermigan. Yeah, if you're a Leicester City fan of, of any time over the last sort of 10, 15 years, then you'll only know one thing about Kermigan, uh, and that's that he 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 missed a penalty in a playoff final, uh, semi-final, yeah, against Cardiff. And uh, I mean, I'm being kind to him by saying that he missed it. He chipped it straight at the goalkeeper. Now, let's just. You know, it brings back horrible memories that I try to forget. But let's just remember that if Aguero hadn't have chipped his penalty against Chelsea, they would have been 2 0 up in that game, probably gone on to win, and we'd be in the Champions League by now. But I'm not bitter about it. So that's fine. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah. I, anybody, for me, anybody who chips a penalty is doing it purely for their own ego because mm. there's nothing to be gained other than look how cocky I am and I've scored you know I, I hate it anybody who does it I don't even care if you score the only reason you're doing it is to make yourself look good it's not for the team it's not for the fans it's purely for yourself anyone who does it I hate it and uh, the fact that he did it at that point if he just scored a hat full of goals and was high on confidence fair enough mm. he scored 
20 games, he scored one goal. You know, yeah, it was a fantastic goal. I remember it, but you can't, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. And unfortunately, he will never be forgiven by any Leicester City fan. I mean, had the goalkeeper done what the goalkeeper should have done, which was dived, it probably yeah. would have gone in. Uh, yeah. But I think he took the chance that, you know, occasionally they shoot them down the middle and he didn't move. But the, the thing that always, you know, strikes me, like you say, another day, another time it goes in, he's a hero. Um, mm. Waghorn missed a penalty in the shootout as well. So it wasn't the actual penalty that, no. that sent us out, you know, Waghorn's was. But mm. you kind of felt for Waghorn, didn't you? Because at least he made an effort. And then, of That's course, it. let's not forget, a couple of seasons later, we had um, Knockhart's penalty yeah. that was missed. You know, yeah. you know, if you think the keeper's going to dive, then smash it mm. as hard as you can at his face, you know, yeah. because it's going in. I just say, there, there is no... I'd love somebody to come on and, and give me some um, reason. I cannot find any reason why doing that in any game is a good idea. Yes. I, I just can't. So he, he's, he's unforgiven. He's, uh, he's, a, uh, he's a Clint Eastwood Western. Unforgiven. <laughs> you know, you, uh, the therapy's working well then, is it, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. So, Chris, just give me a, a reminder of, of the, the five that we've got at the moment from top to yep. bottom. And we've decide got Tommy English going. at the top. Yep. Adi Akinbayi, Roger Davis, DJ yep. Campbell, and hello, hello, Elvis Hammond at number five. I know I'm no good at it. <laughs> okay, well, let's move everyone down one and put him in right up there at number one. He's going at number one. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the chart. <laughs> uh, oh bless him um right so there we go with yan he goes in there at number one okay so um next up it's um again somebody that i didn't think was that bad gareth williams um gareth williams you know what couldn't even remember him no. Never, never registered on my radar at all. You could have put mm. a picture in front. You could have brought him round for tea. I could have <laughs> sat down and had a chat with him. And it, only if he told me that he played for Leicester City would I have remembered yeah. him. I've got absolutely no. But so the fact that he's coming on next week to do a do a one to one show. Do you want to come on and join us? He's one. He's always been one of my favourites. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's very underrated. For me, yeah, I, can't I, even believe he's in, I can't even believe he's in this list. Um, <laughs> Gareth Williams. <laughs> so apparently, though, he was uh, he was going to be a star. I mean, mm. he was named Forrest's... Well, have we said that? He was named... Thanks, Miss Molina. Uh, he was named Forrest's Player of the Year, so make of that what you, uh, yes. what you yeah. will. Um, but he got five full caps for Scotland. Um, didn't do a lot. Didn't make any no. impression. No, um, no, not for no. me. So no. let's, let's let him go home. Let's, let's let him let go, go back me. out there. I think he was just one of those. He was just in a bad squad at the time. And I think yeah. that's what was it. Uh, Marilina, nice to see you here. Just say this this shows where we're picking the five most hated players. And I, and I, and I suppose 
you know, if we did one for Arsenal for you, you'd have all your current squad in there. So maybe it might not be a, be a good idea to do an Arsenal one. Sorry, sorry, Melina. She's been very so nice to me today. I feel almost guilty, uh, you know, using her for banter. But um, no, I don't now. That didn't last long. It lasted for about a second. Uh, Williams was during the Levine era. Yes, it was actually one of the few who did okay. Yeah, I kind of thought he did okay. Like I mean, it, I cost say, us, but... it cost us a million, you know, because he was well, young. It, it went to a tribunal for his fee, and it, it did actually yeah. cost us a million quid, but right. it just didn't register with me at all. Now, another one that I, I don't know why he's in. I think that's Alan Sheehan, isn't it? Uh, don't think so. No. No, he's no. not in this list. Alan Sheehan's no, no. not in this list. Hang on, then. Um, I can't see who it is. Can you see who that is? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. He may. I'm wondering if it's the Joe Matic. It, it's, it's the Joe guy. I, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Joe, who? Let's be honest. I think was one of your choices to go in. He was. He wasn't in the original list, but no. um, he came. And he into should have been. In all fairness, he should have been. You were quite right. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, anybody, again, anybody who was around at the time can remember Joe Matic. Joe Matic could have been one of those, he's one of our own kind, you know, came through yeah. the ranks, I think. Um, but then he sort of jumped ship. Um, he, he he just, he just, he, he left. Uh, so while he was away on international duty, I think Pearson was a manager, while he was away on international duty. So he'd done pretty well for us. You know, he'd got a call up, mm. I think it was for the under-21s. Left back, um, attacking left back at that. Uh, and he got uh, tapped up you know, while he was on international duty. Um, West Brom came for him and he decided there and then, rather than wait until he came back at the club, decided there and then that he was going to leave. And he cited Richard Stearman as uh, somebody who, had done the same thing because he thought West Brom were going to be the next big thing. And we were just sort of, we were going to struggle to get out the championship. Um, yeah. That breast, the, the bright lights of West Bromwich, there's a sentence <laughs> that's never been said. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, we're, we're calling him. Uh, yeah. And so he went, so he, he put a, a transfer request into Mandarich. Um, and he went off uh, four days later after doing that off to, off to West Brom. But, Unfortunately, he just wouldn't keep his mouth shut after that, you know, and he came out and said quite a few things uh, which didn't endear him to uh, Leicester folk. You know, if you're going to go away, just go away. You know, we've brought you through the ranks. We've given you a professional career at the end of the day. Be respectful. Say whatever you've got to say that you, you know, you just feel it's time for a fresh move or whatever. Don't slag off um, the team that's uh, the club that's nurtured you and brought you through and given it. Yeah. And then off he goes to West Brom and he came back playing against us, you know, for West Brom, was booed relentlessly, but then did the, the very clever thing of going out into town and um, <laughs> uh, still living in Leicester. I thought it would be a great idea to go into town and then yeah. got um, got involved in a fight. And um, so as it was reported, uh, this is what was reported, um, West Bromwich Albion player Joe Mattock, 20, uh, was yeah. given a suspended sentence for punching two men and two women uh, in I liquid. Envy. I thought there was a woman in. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was in liquid. Woman, liquid yeah. envy in Churchgate, Leicester, on August the thirtieth, two thousand and nine. Leicester Crown Court heard that Mattock, who was nineteen at the time, 
hit out after he was given grief uh, over a transfer from Leicester City. I mean, what did you expect? Seriously. Mm. Uh, yes. I don't know what he expected, but uh, he's in this list and uh, he can he can pop in there just below Jan Kermigan and everyone else can take a step down. Right. Uh, you, you said that with true feeling there. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. I just, I don't, I don't like, you know, you're privileged to be a footballer. You know, whatever you think, you know, have have some respect for the fans. You know, footballers these days come out and say how important the fans are. And, yes, you do get grief from time to time. But, you know, that's because people are passionate about it. They want their team to win. If you're going to move on, move on. But don't mm. slag off the people um, that gave you the chance. Just go gracefully. And he didn't. So uh, I, I don't like that. Are we keeping those four in? Are we keeping yeah. Campbell in? Uh Let's let's get rid of Roger. Up. Let's get rid of Roger yeah. and move. Uh, who's number Who's number two at the moment? Number two, Tommy English. Yeah. So yeah, let's just move, nudge everyone down, and uh, pop yeah. him in there at number two. Right, I'm just. Um, I don't know where this has come from because I can't see it on Sky or anything. But Molina's is saying Daka to join Leicester is done. I would hope it is because he, he does look promising, I tell you. Yeah. Now, I don't know if um, uh, where she's reading that. I do know that she does. She said to me, she quoted me something yesterday, and it was some paper from, uh, from <laughs> Egypt or somewhere that I'd never, never known, never heard of. Uh, and uh, that was, I think, originally the Madison story. So, Melina. Please, oh, Romeo, 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 wherefore out thy Romeo? I, I make no apologies. I make no apologies for actually um, just doing this here, but we do, I think, uh, need to just double-check this out, don't we? Yeah, I've got it here on, uh, on Twitter as well. Um Pats and Dacker is set to join Leicester done deal. The official proposal has been accepted by RB Salzburg board today. LCFC are planning to announce the new signing next week. No really? Liverpool, Chelsea, Leipzig for Dacker. So other teams are win for him. And he's chosen uh, he's chosen a team that's playing in Europe. Is that um, on yeah. is that on Twitter, is it? That's on Twitter. Yeah. The last one I've got here is it, it oh, oh yeah, done deal. Um yeah. That's the one, is it? Daku is set to join Leicester Dundee. Uh, yes, eight minutes ago. Yeah. Thanks, Miss Melina. On the ball. Well done. Yes. You're on the ball. You're on the ball. That was a great England song, wasn't yeah. it? You know. Mm -hmm. So apologies, mate. No, no apologies for just adding that in. Melina completely come in and throw me off uh, off sentence here. Um, she very kindly typed it all out. <laughs> Do you, do you actually do any work? <laughs> we were talking for about an hour earlier while you were at work. I don't know what you do. Is um, she the health secretary? No, she works for a bank. All right. Uh, well, um, when I say work, it's a very loose word, yeah. isn't it? You know. Anyway, welcome, Dacca. Welcome to Leicester. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> she, I am working. Yeah, well, if that's working, no, no wonder... 
Canada's in the trouble that Canada is in, you know. Right, back back to, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We've got eight to get through now. Right, let's so, wrap up for a couple. Yeah, let's, um, Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall, yeah, again, hmm. uh, journeyman player. You know, we bought him from Norwich for 600k, sold him a year later for 700k. Um, Gary Megson signing. Um, Lee was, was highly he, was he here long enough to make any signings, Gary Megson? Uh, well, yeah, he made that one. He made that one. Mm. Lee was highly sought after when he was at Norwich, mm. but his time at Leicester yeah. probably hasn't gone, gone as well as he or Leicester <laughs> would have hoped. Um, <laughs> we changed manager twice while he was uh, while he was with us, so uh. That no, you can't help, blame him it? for wanting to get out. No, uh, again, I think he was one of those who could play in a few positions. Um, a squad player, I think you'd call him, but um, yeah. nothing, nothing either way really to annoy fans. I want to thought so. Um, so we'll we'll leave him off the list. Well, right, okay. Um, so, so I just uh, just updating the news there, <laughs> as Brad said. And I think this probably sums it up for a lot of players, a lot of fans. Mm -hmm. so, you know, so, uh, right. So we'll take him down. Right. Um, they're getting to the interesting ones yes. now. Uh, Trevor Benjamin. Now, Trevor. Trevor is uh, Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's. What can I it's say? About Trevor? Wasn't that Trevor? You've got an ology. You should be proud. <laughs> it was. So, uh, you know. Quality striker, goal every 7.4 games. I mean, what more could you ask for? Um, mm. <laughs> I mean, thing is that Peter Taylor, do I need to say any more? Peter Taylor wanted him when he was manager at Gillingham. So once more, <laughs> but Peter Taylor took Gillingham from, for those who don't know, uh, he took them from what would now be League One into the championship. And he wanted Trevor Benjamin to head up that challenge uh, to solidify their place in the championship. He then gets the job at Leicester uh, and thinks, you know, that guy who I thought would be a decent championship signing, why don't I buy him and play him in the Premier League? <laughs> um, yeah, I, again, a trier. I think if you're going to be kind, you'd say he was a trier, uh, but that was it. You know, and you're right. If you look at him on Wikipedia, you have to scroll, I tell you. Because he yeah. he's been uh, playing for a few clubs. Um, did did, I, did I not, he was at Norwich? But the, there was another striker that he was partnered. With, he was with at Norwich that went on and he was very good. And he was like the better one of the two, if you like. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if he was that. I know he, he was at Cambridge. Um, he had a, he had a decent record at Cambridge, um, but. Yeah, I, I just don't think he, – he was a bit cumbersome, I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, again, when you're not playing with confidence, strikers are the worst. You know, they want two, three, four touches every time a ball comes into them. And uh, you've got to be instinctive as a striker, as uh, as you and I would know, you know, both being top quality goal oh, machines. You, you, you have scored one of the most classic goals ever at the King yeah. Power, haven't you? Well, I've scored at the King Power um, yep. uh, twice, but let's—I I don't like talking about it, Chris. So let's just uh, let's just move on. <laughs> hey, if I'd known, I should have put you on this list, shouldn't I? <laughs> you could have. 
Yeah, I tell you what, if you'd have had a, a top five most unpopular in my household, I'd be on this list. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I just can't think who it was, but I'm sure when he was at Norwich, we bought him from Norwich, didn't we? Uh, Did we not? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought we bought him from Cambridge, but you could be right. He could have gone on to Cambridge. I think he just had a camper van and he just yeah. stopped off at, at clubs. <laughs> I, I just seem to think that there was two strikers at Norwich. He was the he was the um, the Ernie Wise to the other guys, Eric Morecambe, and somebody else got Eric Morecambe, and we ended up with Ernie Wise. But yeah. does, does he make the list or um, who's at five at the minute? Uh, DJ Campbell. Yeah, put him in there. Put him in instead of DJ. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Controversial here. Now, wow. I've got to go. This is one of my favourite all-time Leicester players. I used we used to be known as Dracula because he was scared of crosses. <laughs> old old goat Calic. Calic. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, probably played, played absolutely had his best ever game for Leicester at Wembley, of course. He did indeed. You know, the way that he ran from the touchline into goal, I don't think he touched the ball. Um, <laughs> but he will be forever known as the as the guy who took yeah. Crystal Palace's eye off the ball. Um, went on went on to AC Milan of all places. He had a fantastic career, you know. I, I, again, you know, goalkeepers. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank you. Um <laughs> You got a fan? <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Thank you for supporting me there. Thank you. I don't Thank you for your support. I will always wear it. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm going to say he's going to be. He's he's folklore. You know mm -hmm. exactly. He's, he's folklore. Uh, he, he can't be on this list because he threw a couple in um, in the few games that he had. Uh, let me just have a look. Yeah, he, he didn't play many games at all, did he? But I think he had a few howlers, <laughs> to be honest. But he will be forever uh, known for that one moment in the uh, in the playoff final. So, no, I'm you with see, you. I, there, I, remember, I know there was a game, I think it was the equivalent of the Carling Cup at the time. And um, I... I <sighs> I remember him because I think we lost it, and and um, they the opposition of it was scored twice, and he was at fault for for both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as I say, you know, I'll, you'll just look back fondly on that one game. So yes, yeah. and I'm afraid that you're not going to get on this list, Craig, but you could make it onto the transfer list. Apparently, oh wow! Uh, does yeah. Miss Molina want me for the Arsenal show? <laughs> well, let's be honest with you. Nobody else is going to Arsenal. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brad says there it was Bolton. I thought it was. Mm. I think on the cup, thanks to we, we yeah we lost out on the cup. Well, mm. I, I'm so. I mean, obviously it's just me, but you know you, you you're the one with the power here, Craig. Where does yep. he go? He goes back on the bench. Oh well, no, no. Oh. I am disappointed. I'm not no, going to lie. I am disappointed. Right. Okay. Um, Mr. De Vries, who will in some ways will be remembered for his classic partnership with Mr. Hammond um, and yeah. his electric his electric organ guitar or whatever it was that Alex Hammond had. Um, <laughs> I'm showing my age. <laughs> um, oh, oh and Melina, don't keep saying this. He'll want to pay rise. Oh, Stop thanks, doing Melina. this. You know, yeah, drop, she's drop a, me a contract. I'll give you my she's email. A 
She's a hey, Millie, you couldn't afford his wages. Not even Conke wouldn't <laughs> play Craig's wages. Um, he will be remembered for that partnership. I'll be remembered for my old age and remembering these songs. Yeah. If nothing else, he's remembered fondly, and it's one game again, it's a one game, a bit like a bit like uh, Spider Kalich there when he got the winner against Tottenham in the cup, but it, he did. it was a case of that you know he couldn't you know get the old ladies in the uh, in the naughty uh, naughty house could he? <laughs> uh, no, again he, he had a great record at Hearts, um, mm. and that's why um, well, he played with Craig Levine at Hearts, didn't he? Yeah, exactly, and that's yes, why yes. Uh, Levine brought him down here. Um, but again, you know he he wasn't playing in a, in a decent team. I mean his record: fifty one games, eight goals. Goal every six point four, and um, but that's the only thing he'll be remembered for. Again, you know, in, it's difficult as a striker, as we said this before. In a striker in a poor team, you do need players who are uh, players around you who are going to create chances. And uh, I can't remember him missing a lot. I, I just remember him more as sort of going missing uh, in games. Um, he didn't really offer a lot, but he did score that goal. I think it was it was a big upset at the time. I think it was it was televised. I think we two 0 yeah. down, and we came back and won three two. Um, we, we were we were in the championship, and yeah, um, yeah. You know that's back in the days when Tottenham were a big club, and um, <laughs> so uh, so not now was a lad. Upset, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, an, another one of those sort of run-of-the-mill signings who never really made it for us. Um, so, but I don't think he he's deserving of a place in that five as it stands at the moment. Oh, Craig, you're you're being so so well. Wrong, I think, is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> but Just rem no. rem rem remind us who that five are at the moment again. So we've got Jan Kermagant at number one, um, Joe Mattock at number two, Tommy English at number three, straight in at four with a bullet, it's Adi Akinbayi, and Trevor Benjamin at number five. I can't tell. Is Trevor Benjamin looking at me or is he looking at you? I never, I never could <laughs> tell. <laughs> No, <laughs> now, 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 <laughs> now, now. Then this gentleman, who let's be honest with you, he, he was a great, a, you know, a great advocate of you know, don't run if you don't need to. Um, <laughs> that is Mister um, Mister Beckford, Jermaine Beckford. Now then, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say about Beckford is again, Beckford's a funny one, isn't he? Because he's got a decent a decent ish record i mean his record for us 43 games nine goals one every 4.8 i think he was injured a little bit yeah he didn't he didn't like to put himself around did he clearly a talent no. you know so if yeah. you could get the ball to him you know he would finish it but he he, he was never going to make goals on his own but beckford scored his first hat trick for leicester in a 4-0 fa cup win over nottingham forest and he kind of oh. lived on that for so long, didn't he? Exactly. It's worth living on, though, isn't it? If you're going to live yes. on something, yeah. a hat-trick against Forrest, yeah. you know. So, um, so yeah, no, he, he could have been better, I guess, with a, with a different manager, maybe more game time. But uh, unfortunately, the, the very least that people expect of you um, is to work hard. And, um, 
and he, he didn't. Did he not in one game? Was he not being shouted at to sort of run back and help? And he he just didn't. Probably it depends who the manager was and whether you would listen mm. to that manager. If, if it was anybody like Holloway Pardon, or what Nixon. did you say? <laughs> I wasn't sure you'd get that. Then. Yeah, yeah, you got to. I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you. Um, no, so um, no, so he could have been. It was a. It was a possible, but uh, yeah. he's not going to make it. No, okay. Again, oh, you've been mind you. Having said that, like I mean, like uh, like Brad said there, no Momo Silla. I mean, I think you could have probably put the whole <laughs> the whole first eleven on from that kind of team, didn't yeah. you? Uh, yeah. Ashley Young, just to say there, just confess, Ashley Young has just signed for Aston Villa. Wow. Didn't know, didn't know he was still playing. To be honest with you, and can I just say? Uh, I know Dan's not here, but if Dan watches this back, who's a Burnley fan, Turf Morehouse TV. Uh, is his is his channel? Um, he'd be very very happy because he didn't want him, so he'll probably be very happy that he's signed. Uh, he was obviously going for so he obviously like wanted to play in Claret and Blue, didn't he? Um, he did. He was at Milan last year, so yeah. Um, Madison confirmed to Arsenal. Um, sorry, Madison confirmed to Arsenal <laughs> sixty three pence and a can of Coke. Um, yeah, he won within. I don't know. Like yeah, I say, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't follow Ashley Young's career, but well done, Ashley. Right, so <laughs> you've surprised me there. Now, so we're down to the last three, aren't we? We're down to the last three here, and we're going to have to put Peter Taylor's love child in there for the next choice for you, <laughs> Mister. And wait for it, Junior Lewis. Junior. Taylor Lewis, I think he changed his uh, his name to yeah. by uh, yeah. Deep Hole. Weird one, wasn't it? Weird. Mm. He, do you know how many clubs he uh, he worked with Peter Taylor at? I'm going to guess seven. You're one out. So it was a good guess. Good guess. Mm. Eight. Eight clubs. Eight? No. <laughs> well, how are they going to say sit well? Eight clubs. Um, Eight. Uh, and. You know, he, he literally, as you say, um, as every every Leicester fan thought at the time, he's clearly got something on Peter Taylor. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, whether whether he he was you know romantically connected with him, we'll never know. Whether he <laughs> whether he got some compromising photographs, we'll never know. But for some reason, um, uh, he Peter Taylor took him to every club now. If you read the Wikipedia uh, page about Junior Lewis, uh, I'm going to put an appeal out here now, Chris, if I may, um, yeah. because there's something quite traumatic um, on Wikipedia written about Junior Lewis. Uh, it says, during his playing career, he played as a midfielder, and after impressing in his first few appearances for Leicester City, he was touted by at least one of their fans as a future England captain. Now, I'd like to use this forum to put a, a call out for if you know who that person was, could you please make him known to the authorities? Because <laughs> they should not be out and about. They shouldn't be out uh, on their own, should they? Definitely. No, not at all. Whoever, whoever would have said a future. You know what? Thinking about it now, it might well have been Gareth Southgate. 
<laughs> do you know what? It, it's probably the person himself, because obviously with Wikipedia you can go on. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. <laughs> it might be it. Or let's be honest with you, talking of tailors, Graham Taylor had a similar sort of uh, love affair allegedly with uh, Carlton Palmer. So yeah. it, it, uh, it might have been that. Oh, future England. Ah, in fairness, though, it didn't say England captain of what? It could have been Tiddlywinks. That's, that's true. It could yes. have been. Yeah, it could have been anything. But, but uh, no, you, you heard the appeal there from, from Craig. Yes. If anybody's got any information, please, please, you know, let Craig know because uh, this yeah. guy needs help, obviously, doesn't he? I, I'm looking like Shaw Taylor. So for anyone of a certain age, keep them peeled. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I didn't realize he used to be on New Faces. Did he? Sure, Taylor. Yeah, I was watching yeah. him the other day. Anyway, <laughs> he's he's got to he's got to make it in. I'm I'm not That's having this. I'm sorry. I'm not having this. He's got to go in. If I have to overrule you, he's going in. <laughs> Stop trying to bully me, Chris. This is online <laughs> bullying. You know, this, this is. Can I just say, if anybody thinks that, you know, Leicester Tadai is a democracy, you know, it is a, <laughs> it's a dictatorship. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, let's look at that list that we've got there. Um, there's one player on there for me who doesn't deserve to be there, one at least. Um, so I'm going to move Junior Lewis into number five and Akinbaye. Yeah. I think that's Akin Bay still, isn't it? No, that's uh, that's nice Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah, Benjamin. Benjamin can get away just because um, at least he he did the decency and he left us um, fairly yes. quickly. But yeah. no, uh, Junior. Yeah, and I'm sure Peter Taylor said this. Um, Junior Lewis slips in there quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to carry on, Lester. Um, hey, you're, making your, you're making your own gags there, Chris. <laughs> I'm, uh, I I'm not even on the same screen. I can't look at you because I know you. I know I'll laugh. So, <laughs> two, two to go, and this is the order. Do you want to change this order? So, you got first is Mister Mister. Let me chip a penalty, Kermagant. Mm -hmm. Two, Joe. I love Lester and always will, Mattock. Third, Tommy. You, you much prefer me to Melrose English. Fourth, AD, look at my six-pack, Akinbae. And fifth, like you called him, Junior Taylor Lewis. You happy with that order? I'm happy with that order. Yes. Right, sir. Um, <laughs> can I just say... Thanks, Mr. Melina, I, I, I'm really going off you. I really am going off you. Uh, Shaw Taylor goes back to the 50s. <laughs> But, oh, I don't know. I remember. Was it Police Five, wasn't it? Police Five, yeah. Keep you see through. the link? You know, give me five, Police Five. Yeah, it all, all fits in. Uh, <laughs> Dak, um, Andy, if Dacky comes, Kel's days are numbered. No, they're not. I would. Uh, we're not going to go into that because it's not the show, but they are not numbered at all, Coach. I don't think at all. Right. Um, last year's, well, the signing of the January window last January, yeah. I thought, across the whole of the uh, the UEFA area, Mr. Ryan Bennett. Ryan Bennett, yeah. Um, so, uh, came on a loan deal uh, for us with an option to buy for. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Make that free. Make the that. Leicester, free the Leicester one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The the price for Ryan Bennett, if we'd have wanted him to keep him, was five million. 
Five million. Really? Wow. Anyway, so, I mean, Bennett, again, you can probably feel sorry for him, but I don't. I mean, (laughs) he was... I mean, he was a, he was a solid enough player, but th- the nice. biggest question for me is it it puts a big red flag about Brendan Rodgers' ability to uh, to gauge a player because you know he wanted someone. It, it was quoted he wanted someone to provide competition for Johnny Evans and Soyuncu, and he went for Ryan Bennett to provide that. Um, that, that competition, and as we all remember, I think he. I don't. I'm not sure. Is he still on the floor um, at Spurs, where Harry Kane <laughs> left him? I just. I, just, I mean, uh, <laughs> you, you, you. Honestly, what did you have before you came on here, Craig? I tell you something. You've. Uh, I. I don't turn me back on you because there'll be a knife on it in, in a minute. <laughs> but, um, not no, I. I mean, he. he you know, on one side, he couldn't make him, you know, couldn't make or get a place in the Wolverhampton first team. Yeah. So why is he going to be good for us if he's not that good that he can't make it to their team? Mm. But secondly, and and, and I, this is a serious question, and I'm open to this. What did he do? I mean, I don't know. He didn't pull up trees. I agree. But what did he do that was so bad? Was it just the fact that people like... Was it a scapegoat, the fact that we didn't make any more signings? Or I I don't know. I, it just seemed totally weird because, I mean, you've got to have one of two things as a modern uh, Premier League. I felt like Ronnie Barker then, Ronnie Corbett. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, You've got to have either, you know, footballing ability or let's say one of three things, footballing ability, pace to, to die for, or aggression. Now, I think it's safe to say that Ryan Bennett was probably only lacking in all three. Um, mm. So I don't, I don't know what he, I, I don't know what he brought to the team that maybe one of our younger players who's been constantly put out on loan wouldn't have brought. I know you can bring experience in, but experience mm. in its own right doesn't count for anything. So it was a very strange decision. He did nothing in any game, and because it's quite recent, you, you sort of think of him in those terms of. What the hell were you doing? And uh, yes. he did nothing for me. And uh, you know, I, uh, Brendan's as much uh, to blame for me um, for him taking a place um, at number three. Right. So again, are we taking Tommy English out? No. Everyone moves down. Oh, so oh, ju- ju- <laughs> like you said, Junior slipped in and slipped out there, didn't he? The well, obviously went went too hard was, on the Vaseline. <laughs> I was going, I was going, I was going to leave him in, but Taylor's just been on the phone. He needs him for something. Apparently, he's got <laughs> he's got a job for him. <laughs> oh. Okay, right. Well, now then, <laughs> I had to leave him till last uh, mm. because otherwise, it's like you know. You know, you know the lottery numbers before they've been drawn, <laughs> Mister Mister Dennis Wise. Let me just sit back, let me put my feet up, and just say, Craig, go for it, Dennis Wise. Where where, where do we begin, <laughs> Dennis Wise? Let's let's just say that Dennis Wise got found out when he when he came to Leicester City, 
um, he got found out that he wasn't very good. Um, he'd, he'd won a lot of medals, fair play to him. He'd done all right at Wimbledon, where he was part of the crazy gang, you know, where, you know, the, the kind of antics he decided to, to get on with um, were probably, you know, acceptable. Then he went to Chelsea somehow and managed to play with some fantastic players where all he had to do was get the ball to his feet, manage to control it, and then give it to someone much better than him. And that's all he did. He came to Leicester and thought he could do the same. Unfortunately, we didn't have any players who were any good So at the time. So mm. he just got caught on the ball constantly, looked so slow, blamed everyone else for his own deficiencies. Uh, and clearly, you know, didn't, there was no camaraderie with him and the team, that's for sure. And yeah. uh, as we know, and uh, the one thing I've written down here, and, and for those people who don't know, um, he, uh, a pre-season tour of Finland, Dennis Wise was sent home and suspended from the club on the 20th of July 2002 after breaking the nose and jaw of teammate Caleb Davidson in an argument over a card game. So, you know, the one thing that a good team has is team spirit. You know, yeah. you can, and it makes up for a lot of deficiencies. If you're not great, you know, you haven't got the most talented players. You know, we've had teams down the years who have not had the most talented players, but they've done really well because the team spirit is there and it bonds everyone together. I think it's safe to say that smashing the nose and jaw of one of your teammates doesn't really fit <laughs> into uh, the description of uh, team bonding. Um, I just, uh, if he'd have been brilliant on the pitch, maybe you could have made some argument. And, you know, because people do that. You know, I've found it. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had discussions with people. If they like a player, they'll almost defend whatever they do. Um, yes. Dennis Wise is indefensible um, and he goes straight in at number one. Do you think he was a little bit, um, like you say, Danny Drinkwater in the fact that? You know, when Danny had Ungolo next to him, yeah. he looked good. When he didn't, it was it was a little bit poo to put it to put it bluntly. Um, I, I, to be honest, I think that's a bit harsh. I mean, if you look back at some of those games, Drinkwater had a, a great uh, relationship with Vardy. The number of first time mm. balls that he played over the top, he was. I think Drinkwater knew his place in that team. Yeah. Um, I think he was badly advised when he left, but he knew what his job was was in that team. And his team, his job was to crunch into some tackles, get on the ball and then give it to someone better. Dennis Wise, I think he thought he was better than everyone else. You know, whether he was coming here for a payday, I, I don't know what it was, but he clearly didn't want to be here. Um yeah. And uh, as, as yeah, someone said, I think you're right. I think he, he won compensation against us yeah, uh, for yeah, being sacked yeah. for being sacked after punching another employee. Yes. I, yeah. I don't understand it. He's got absolutely no redeeming qualities no. whatsoever. Um, and, and, Andy said this here, and, and yeah. it did make me laugh. It's a pity yeah. nothing attacked him in the jungle. Would you include Rebecca Vardy in that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he came across he as obnoxious. The same time. <laughs> yeah, he, he just came across as an obnoxious, cocky guy. You know, one of those yeah. who's done well for himself, fair enough. But a lot of people who do well for themselves, some of them 
respect the fact that they've done well. Um, mm. Others just think it's their God-given right. Um, oh, then it's are we wise. moving every, everybody, everybody else moves down? down one, everybody moves down one to complete our five. So AD, AD comes off. Um, I, I, I never had any intention of Akinbae being in that five purely for the reasons that I gave earlier, that I think Peter yeah. Taylor did him a total injustice yeah. uh, and it was hard done to. So that's my final five. Right, let me just uh let's talk through it then. So your your five bad boys of Leicester City, unpopular mm. players, players we love to hate. And mm. just give us a quick synopsis. Now there's a big yeah. word for this late it at is. night, yeah. isn't it? Um Tommy English at five. Tommy English is in there. Uh this is a list of bad uh bad uh, bad boys, bad whatever. Tommy English yeah. was just bad. <laughs> fourth down from ryan, number three into fourth it's ryan bennett I'll, I'll use his full name ryan gordon bennett um <laughs> he was wasn't he? <laughs> just, yeah I, I just yeah just brought nothing to the table you know no. i didn't do anything particularly bad to wind anybody up other than no. playing his, his milk didn't bring the boys to the yard either did it <laughs> it didn't at all <laughs> <laughs> but number and straight in at number three with a bullet, and his milk possibly did bring the ladies, but then he went and punched them allegedly. Yeah, uh, Mr. Joe Mattock. Joe Mattock, yeah, as I say, you know, you're 19, you're 19. I, I god knows again whether you're badly advised or you're just an idiot. I'm thinking it's the latter. Um, mm. some bad choices all through, and obviously went on to have a glorious career in the lower leagues. Uh, number two. Kermigan. Down he from number one, Mr. Kermigan. He chipped a penalty in a really, really important game. Say no more. And number one, uh, probably the only time Leicester actually loved him was when um, Jerry Taggart, who was actually at Stoke, and when I did my interview with Jerry Taggart, I brought this up and apparently... Leicester were watching it on the bus traveling back from a game and they all cheered because Jerry Tarrant basically went for his throat <laughs> when he was at Stoke. And yeah. Mr. Wise, not so wise. Yeah. I, I can't believe anybody wouldn't have him. Anybody who knew him and knows of him as a Leicester player, I think, you know, I, I think most people would have him in there. So he has to be there. Probably his only redeeming feature is that he, uh, he makes, um, um, Declan Donnelly look big. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> so that's our five. Agree yeah. or disagree, guys? You still got time to to post a few comments. I think it's a very good, uh, a very good five. Uh, so uh, let's say Tommy English number four. It's uh, Mr. Bennett number three. Joe Mattock two. Jan Kermagant and number one. And I think he was always going to be number one. Um. Mr. Mr. Dennis Wise, Craig, you have been an absolute star, and I think you thank you've done you've done your homework, um, <laughs> and uh, and and it, it's been a great show. And yeah, obviously I disagreed with you on a couple of those. I can't believe I can't believe that Mr. Lewis was, was dropped <laughs> out of the top five. You know, um, you know, but you know, hey, it's a you know. You're the man. You're the man with the. You're the wise. You're the wise old owl. So who am I to argue with you? Thanks, Chris. Now that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. I hope everyone else did as well. Good, good. Thank you for doing that. Now, um, before we say goodbye, there is only one way 
that we can say goodbye today. <laughs> and so it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks very much, Craig. <laughs> Take care, mate. All cheers, the best. That was Benny Hill, wasn't it? That was Benny Hill that did that. <laughs> cheers, mate. Yeah, Thanks very much. Thanks. <laughs> what a show. Thanks to Craig there. Um, ah, that's a few surprises there. A few surprises for me. Um, but hey, you know, Craig's the man. He's the he he's the uh, Louis Walsh of Leicester till I die. <laughs> Don't know. <whether. laughs> I can see him backstage. I think he, I think he'd have preferred to have been Simon Cowell. But I think he's he's he's, he's more Louis Walsh. Um, guys, oh, I've lost it. <coughs> <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Please subscribe now on YouTube. There is. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, no, we won't. That is a lie. I am lying. I'm being a little Dennis Wise, and I'm lying to you. Uh, we will be back on Monday this week at 7 o'clock because there's a small matter of England playing on Tuesday. And so on Monday, we have got uh, another new show for you. We we're just too good to you, aren't we? We've got this on Let's today. It's the Leicester War Show. Leicester till I die, TV. But who will win? Join in now. Yep, Leicester Wars. When we'll be looking, like we said briefly earlier, um, what was the biggest achievement? Rogers bringing us the FA Cup for the first time ever, or Anieri winning the Premier League for the first or the top division for the first time ever? We've got Craig. And we've got Brad, Oxford-style debate, and I'm going to have to pick a winner at the end of it. Wish me luck. That's Monday at 7. Tomorrow night, it's England. Enjoy that. Let's hope we can win. Thanks so much, and thanks to Craig for tonight. We'll see you on Monday at 7 o'clock. Good Hello, night. Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. Fun doesn't have to stop here. 
If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.